Hey Stash, have you ever thought about making your own podcast? Why, yes I have, Noah. I thought I have too, but I just, I don't know where I would start. Well, I think I have the perfect thing for you. Anchor has many different features, including some straightforward analytics. You can record from anywhere, and you can even build your own episode by editing and creating with their own tools. It's a really convenient way to start building up your podcast resume. So check them out on the internet at anchor.fm. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. And here we are back in the studio for episode eight of Couch Mode. It is February 13th. Noah, how are you doing tonight? Dude, I'm doing freaking fantastic. Stash, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, the reason why is because we have a special guest here. Jared could not make it. He had obligations. So we're here with the host of the Fresh Take podcast, Greg Williams. How are you today? I'm doing great, especially since I won money today. That's always a good sign, but it's a pleasure to be on here. Yeah, Greg, uh, if anybody knows, uh, he just won a lot of money on a parlay. Hit, what, one of them? Two? I hit one of them, yeah. And then you had a lot of money on the Cincinnati-Memphis game? It was part of the parlay, but the thing is with, like, because I don't have that Action Network subscription because I refuse to pay $60 for it. I mean, I probably should pay it now, and it might help our other guest, Jack Coachman, our statistician here. But uh, anyway, yeah, it was like a $200 I got there, so... Jack doesn't look too happy with yeah. you. He, he's over here, yeah. too. He despises me. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Let me see the proof that you won. I will... It's you just word of mouth. Like, I could go I on was, and be like, I've actually never lost a game in my life in anything. I believe you, though. I mean, I'm undefeated. I'm undefeated in sports betting. <laughs> so what do you mean you believe him if he's never lost a uh, game in his life? It's Jack Coachman. He's the coach. Coaches don't lose, do they? They do. When they bet, you know, U of I at Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that wasn't your finest moment. Then they don't they However, don't do too well. Like what, you bet like $20, $30? I, I know at least I saw $20. I time. don't discuss my finances on air. I I appreciate that. That uh, Don't touch on the finances on air. It's a, it's a good talk, a good talking point. Well, okay, so I just want to put it out there. I'm the only one in this room right now that doesn't bet on sports. And I'm assuming some of the listeners don't either. So why don't you guys do a little explaining on what a parlay is, how the whole betting thing works. If you were going to give me the basics, what were they? All right, Jack, take it away. Well, I want to start with, have you ever played fantasy football before? Yes, I have. So you do bet on sports. Just wanted to clear that up. Uh, As it (laughs) pertains to strictly gambling on game lines and things like that, parlay is stringing multiple bets together to get increased odds against you. Uh, The tougher it is for the team that you pick to win, the more money you're expected to win. So getting three picks right, you have to get all three of them to win the parlay, and you get more than three times the output that it normally would be. Okay, so like a parlay is like a group of picks that yeah. you take together? Let's say that you want you have the Bears beating the Packers, and you've got the Cowboys beating the Eagles, and you've got the Patriots beating the Jets. Each of those bets individually carries a value. The more that you stack on top of each other, they will give you extra benefits, and the odds are swung further against you because... One of those winning is a lot less likely than all, all three, three of them. them right. Mm-hmm. It gets exponentially harder the yep. more you pick. Okay, so does the amount you win get adjusted based on how unlikely each individual bet is as well? Yes. Yeah, so if you have really uphill battles to face, like if I had, for example, the White Sox to beat the Astros last year, 
Astros are going to be pretty heavy favorites. They're a lot better. They normally had better pitchers on the mound. So if I pick the White Sox, I might be getting already really um, short odds is what they call it, is that there's not a lot going for me there. Uh, So the more underdogs you pick, the more you're going to win. If you pick a bunch of heavy favorites, you might not win a lot, but you still get that exponential increase because of the difficulty in picking so many correct. Okay, I see. I see. So, like, what uh, what app or platform do you guys use to usually bet on? There are a lot of sports books that people can use. Illinois right now does not have any that are particularly legal. Uh, soon brick-and-mortar shops are going to be open. A handful of casinos and potentially teams can also get involved in opening casinos that uh, offer sports betting this year or the next. Um, but you go online, a popular one's Bet Online, Bovada, MyBookie. Um, not in Illinois, only in a handful of states. FanDuel and DraftKings have opened up sports books too. So it's all over the internet. You just have to look up online sports book and you're there. Okay. So welcome to the family, Noah, if you ever join. You already bet on sports. I want to make that clear. Because I play fantasy football? Now you just have to do like spreads and money line, over unders. Now you just got to get Well, now the you got to explain. Like, okay, so over unders, obviously, like over or under a certain amount of points, right? Yes. In the game, yeah. Okay. Or you can do on teams as well, or quarters or halves. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of heart attacks when it comes to that. Okay, so then what's the spread? The spread is pretty much like um, an estimated amount of points that a team will win or lose by. So like for the Bears-Packers, if you think the Packers are going, they're the underdog, so they'll have the plus in front of it, they have to at least lose by three and a half points, or the Bears have to at least win, win by, by three, three and, and a half points for you to hit the spread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then obviously some can push, meaning like if the let's just say the spread was at negative three, if the Bears win by three, it's a spread. You don't lose any money, but you don't win any money. Okay, so it's like the point differential basically at the end of the game, yeah. or within a quarter, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Half and yeah, all that. Yeah, fun you stuff. could guess court. You could do quarters. You could do halves. Um, you can even do like player totals too on games. Like, um, I know I think it was Jack had over nine and a half rebounds for Stephen Adams, and I'm pretty sure that hit. I mean, you could do stats like that. Some, uh, you know, sports books offer that too. Okay. So, like, if you're going to dip your toes in the water, your first bet, what do you what do you recommend for, like, the first one? Go for money lines and spreads. Those are the easiest thing. A money line bet is just going to be, is this team going to win? So, Bears, Packers, Bears are favored by three. That means the Packers might be plus 180 on the money line, which means if I bet $100, I'm going to win an additional 180 if I'm correct. Okay. Uh, the Bears might be... Minus 210. That means if I bet $210, I'm going to win an additional 100. So you're all basing it around one. Minus is bet X to win 100, plus is bet 100 to win X. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's I think the easiest so. because if I ask you, like, oh, who do you think is going to win, Bears or Packers? So easy to answer. Right. If I say, do you think the Bears are going to beat the Packers by four and a half points or more? It already gets a little more complicated. Right. It's like a either or versus like a like a variation, like a spectrum, basically. Yeah, and then you can also have, like, teasers. So you could pick, like, two or three different games and say you pick, like, the spread. So you have the Bears-Packers, you got the line at, you know, you pick Bears at, you know, minus three and a half. Say you pick, you know, the Patriots to win minus ten against the Jets, and let's just throw out the Bills and the Dolphins, and you say the Bills are going to win by three over the Dolphins. They tease, so you could get, like, extra points on that. So you could have, like, a five-point six point seven point t's so that means that bears game them winning by three and a half now they can lose you know depending on your t's they can lose by three or lose by four depending on the t's same as you know each other thing so the uh, patriots can now win by four or five instead 
okay, I I guess that makes sense. But another question that would be, do you find like any sport to be like, I don't want to say easier to predict, obviously, but like, do you, do you think that there's a sport that's maybe a little more advantageous than another? I don't know if it's an easier sport or if you just know more in a certain sport. I was going to say, it probably depends on your preference. Okay. And the fewer games, so football is easier because there are 16 games and you know which teams are decisively better than others. Sports like hockey, soccer, baseball, where scoring is lower, are always going to be subject to a bit more randomness. So that's why most people lean towards football and basketball, because in hockey, one fluke goal can swing the entire game. In basketball, one fluke basket, not going to do too much in the long run. Right. I mean, that that definitely makes sense. So, yeah, I think it just depends also on what you'd prefer. So on, you know, basketball games, me and Jack have talked about this before with like over-unders. With it being like 143, you know, and you pick the over, is one point or two points really going to matter as much in a basketball game as rather a football game? Football games, the points are more, you know, two or three. It seems, you know, a lot more. How how what term would you, did you say for that? Say the what you're talking about again. So like the. You said the one time with the college basketball game with like the spread of like six, and you said, "Well, I wouldn't matter. I don't really care about a difference between five and six with the spread." It, it does make a difference, and some people will look really closely at the analytics of it. But if I think that Illinois is going to beat Iowa by four, I'm not going to be like, "Wow!" But five is just unreasonable. There's no way that happens. Me personally, you want to look and see what sort of odds you're getting, then not just the numbers. Right. Um, but when you look at football the difference between there are more crucial numbers that's what people call them key numbers so a team to win by six you go okay if we win by a touchdown we win versus eight that's a two-point difference but more teams win by six points than win by eight right in basketball is there a big difference between six and eight maybe for me it's not as significant so again where scoring is lower it matters more what numbers you get. You don't want to say points are worth more or less in either sport, but basically the fewer points that are scored, the more important they are towards the end. And points results. are worth more or less in certain sports. Yeah. In soccer, if you average 1.5 goals a game, you might have an above 500 record if your defense is strong. In basketball, averaging 97 points a game is not that different than averaging 100 because you're looking at the margins. And that's why sports like soccer, hockey, and baseball – their spreads, like the run line or the goal line, they're normally going to be minus a half or minus one and a half because the difference is so small, but then they change the odds on it. Right. Well, it, it, like going back to your example, if you like 197 is 3%, but if you scored one goal instead of one and a half, right, you're now at a 33% loss of scoring, right? So like in that way, it, it does make more of a difference based on those numbers and and because you know those sports because you know those numbers and how it works you can educate yourself and make a informed decision yeah football and basketball have fairly uniform odds on spreads but the numbers vary sports like soccer and hockey have pretty uniform numbers but the odds vary okay that makes sense so Noah, are you gonna become uh, a Ben man you know it's something i've definitely put thought into but I feel like I don't watch enough basketball to care enough to do it. And I'm definitely a football guy. Like, that's what I'm most passionate about. And, I mean, we have XFL right now, but the NFL season's what I know the best. I know those rosters very well. I know players very well, stats, that kind of thing. So, like, if I were to bet, it would be on that, I think. So, maybe I'll wait till like, next season comes around. I'd say you got a couple months. Yeah. 
but um, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't see myself betting on baseball. I was never really into that kind of thing. But I could see myself branching into it when my sport comes right back around. Well, even when you look at, like, you know, basketball, if you just focus on one or two games, too, because I know for me, I like to bet on multiple games. I don't put as much, you know, I like to bet, you know, a lot. Um, But, you know, some people do like to look at just two, you know, one or two games and put a lot of money on it because they feel that confident on it. Right. So even if you do that, too, you look into that with doing, like, basketball with even NBA. NBA, in my opinion, has gotten so easy to to predict lately. Um, then <laughs> the look on the coach's face is probably I don't, I don't get why he you gave You want to smack look. him on the back of Wait, the head. If you bet on sports and the NBA is so predictable, why aren't you making so much more money? Because I get scared. Why do you That's get scared? Why. If you're that good at it, yeah, it's that, that easy. Good at it, show something. Because I'm not good at college basketball for some reason. Then just bet NBA and make oodles of money and rub it in our faces if it's so easy, Mr. Guy. Mr. Guy. That's that's a that's a that's coachman special right there. I mean but I, I mean I think that there's always that fear of What if it doesn't hit? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what holds me back from, you know, just just betting that, but not only that, but also putting so much money on it. Hey man, it. sometimes you gotta let your shit hang. Well, I do when I put money down on 15, 20 different games a day. But that, like, I accept that betting on that many different games at small amounts is a losing proposition. In the long term, I'm almost certainly going to lose because I'm not smarter than the professional bookmakers. Yeah. They are smarter than I am in this specific regard. If I really honed in on a couple games, I don't know how good I'd be. But for me, I factor in gambling as an entertainment cost. It right. makes watching sports more exciting. You follow things more closely. You learn more about the sports. So for me, if I lose $100 in two years, I lost like five bucks a month, four bucks a month. That was worth it to me to get a little bit more out of sports. Right. And I mean, it's also fun because, I mean, we were just in the other uh, studio last night, uh, Greg, uh, me, uh, Auburn, and our friend Alex, yeah. and we were watching the Auburn game going crazy, you know, um, and it's just fun. It, you know, it. it wasn't fun for me. Well, well, I mean, it's fun watching the game. I, I, after I think the game. I think just being you know together and just going crazy after yeah. it seems like every basket is it's hilarious. You buy in a little more. Oh yeah, and you're when you place bets on certain things, you know that's when you start to actually want to pay more attention. Yeah. And not only pay more attention, but you know you get more interested in the game. You're a little more invested. You yeah, and you yeah, keep definitely. your it keeps your eyes on the game. And I can't wait for March Madness for that tournament for the conference tournaments and for the big one, because eyes are going to be all over the TV all screens. Right. I want to. What are the way too early predictions on who's taking the bracket? I think I, I would have to take just Baylor. I'm going to have to be that guy. There's, it's either going to be Baylor, or I really like Dayton. I really do. Really, I, was gonna, I do like Baylor. I like Dayton, but I also probably throw in anyone from the Big East. I really like the Big East this year. Anyone from the Big anyone. East. Anyone. Anyone. Providence. You heard it here first. They're winning it all. <laughs> Dude, DePaul's disappointing me. They disappointed me. They started off so hot, and then like they only have one they're, win. In the yeah, they're like one in ten in conference yeah. right now. They started off like 13, like, 12, and one or something. I was like, like wow, that. DePaul basketball maybe back. No. Well, you've got me thinking now. I might have to take a look. Kentucky Futures. Kentucky, like Kentucky. They've, they fit the profile of a championship team, even though it is such a crazy college season where they, they just kind of have that look. And I'll have to look at some of the numbers of past champions, see how that lines up. But yeah. they're ranked like 12th or 13th in the AP polls. 
I could see them going really far. I also like Michigan State, but like they're they're we, they're a team that can win it all, but they're a team that can just lose in the first round. I think it's because of their streaky shooting, though. I they it just doesn't appear that they have that you know superior three point shooter on their team, but they they're the preseason number one, and now they're unranked. If I had to pick a, a dark horse, well, I don't know if it'd be a dark horse, but like you said, Kentucky. They're not, you know, ranked in the top 10. I think they're like number 12, 13 right now. But they fit, as he said, the profile. They, they've got a pretty solid defense. They have Hagens. Um, they have Maxi, who's a bona fide scorer. I mean, he can score um, in any way, and he's very good. And they've got the bigs for it, too. And they've got returning bigs and returning players. Uh, Kentucky is a very... They'd be a good, a safe bet to make the elite eight at least. Yeah. Uh, for me, I do like Marquette though. I like Marcus Howard. I, I'm telling you, Big East. That team is so implodable though. Like that's the thing is when you're looking at teams to win the tournament, when you're making your brackets, here's what I do every year. Look at my formula. I'll pull up a whiteboard at my house and I will start stratifying all of the teams in a bunch of different ways. The one thing I look at is who could I see winning it all? Who has what it takes to win? five or six progressively more difficult games. That list for me normally ends up being nine or 10 teams. For most people, it's three or four. Even with that, like, I just don't see Marquette as, they're not stable enough. That's where if I'm gonna pick a Big East team, it's gonna be Seton Hall. Cause you've got Miles Powell, I think is better than Marcus Howard. And I think that that team has more stabilizing factors around and better coaching. That I, I, I like the, you know, the sleeper picks and things like that. I would love to have your Marquette bracket in my pool right now. <laughs> also depends. Also depends of where they line up in the bracket. Yeah, that that is important more than people realize matchups. But I think for me, like, I don't know that there is like a clear example. I thought Marquette coming into the season, honestly, and now I'm kind of thinking maybe Baylor, but there hasn't really been just like that one runaway consistent like team where you're like, wow, which is like there's nice a group. Yeah, I, I like that because it's so much competition. Because last year everyone thought uh, Duke. It was just Duke, maybe some other schools in it, uh, but not. Yeah, the Zion effect, basically. Yeah. And the thing is, when you do look at the, you know, tournament, you want to see, you know, you usually pick, like, the most consistent teams. You know, you don't want a team where it's, like, they can be, you know, the best team in three straight games, but then they have a lull within the next five games. That's what I usually look in um, when I'm picking my brackets is who's more consistent. Um, but, like, th this year, it's been so weird. The best team clearly has been Baylor, but are they going to be able to keep that up? And are these close wins that they do have, are those, you know, going to be the case? You know, is that going to be the case in the tournament when they're facing these a lot better teams than Texas and Oklahoma State? You know, they're facing the Gonzagas. They're facing, like you said, the Seton Halls or even another Big East team that I really like, Butler. I think that they're a very good team, too. You know, it's just teams like that where – are they going to be able to hold on to such a close lead um, when they don't put teams away? Are they still going to be able to hold on? Because that's the key in March Madness is closing games out and finishing a team, you know, when they're down. Right. Oh, and if Sorry, go ahead. No, you, uh, also, you got to look at, like, some conferences, too. Because, like, I, I mean, San Diego State's the only team undefeated. And that's pretty, like, oh, wow, undefeated. Must be good. They play in, what, the WAC? I mean, nothing too great about the WAC in San Diego Mountain State. West. Mountain West. So, I mean... Oh, shit. Jack with the flailing of I, arms. I didn't know that the first hour was called Amateur Hour. I would have come later. Statistician <laughs> here. It's the amateur take. <laughs> then, um, but like Gonzaga, too, they're always heavy favorites in March Madness, and they usually disappoint every year. 
Yeah, I think kind of what Sash was saying, though, is something that I definitely take into account. Like, how many times can you get by on, like, the skin of your teeth before you get caught, really? And that's why it's this is going to be an interesting year because there's not, like, a true powerhouse, really. What a horrible cliche. Every year. Give me a March Madness that was boring. It, March Madness always shows up. And that's why I think it's going to feel bad this year because we're all expecting such unpredictability. But the way I see it is right now there are a pretty clear-cut top, I don't know, let's say 15 teams or so. So the Sweet 16 getting there might be super boring. What happens after that might be really exciting. Whereas years past, we have a bunch of early round upsets and then things sort of settle out. I think things are going to settle in early and then we'll see the chaos amidst the ones, twos, threes, fours, and fives. And I think people are going to be disappointed like, oh, look at all the high seeds that won. But all of the super scatterbrained, all over the place teams, you find them between 20 and 30 in the AP polls, they're all going to get bounced in the second or third round as it stands. Yeah, and I mean, teams are ranked high for a reason. You know, like you said earlier, the people making these rankings and these books know more than we do. I, I just like to see the Cinderella's every year because I think we may see two Cinderella's in the Sweet 16 this year, and I mean double-digit seeds, just because of the inconsistencies within that second level of oh, I teams. Are you going to name what your Cinderella predictions are, or was that an N- empty two? That's an empty two, yeah, okay. because who knows at this point. Um, we still have the Southern Conference, which is really good, in my opinion, for a mid-major. Um, they've got teams such as Furman, Wofford, um, Eastern Tennessee State's Eastern, on the bubble right now. Eastern Tennessee State, um, and they have one more team out there. Oh, UNC Greensboro, all very good teams that you know have seven losses or less um, within this late in the season. So I think a team from there could possibly make a run uh, against you know a, they might get an 11 seed or a 12 seed against the five or the six, and then beat you know a three seed that maybe isn't playing too well at the time. And that's another thing is the trends going into. The tournament is a team hot is a team cold um that's a huge thing and that's why i had auburn going so far last year too they just won the sec tournament they were hot they made it all the way to the final four i think that's one of the biggest things too is what trend is this team on and what are they looking at you know from their past viewpoints and what is their um resume look like yeah you see that with a lot of sports honestly how that like you don't want to say postseason, but like this kind of postseason version of basketball here, D1 basketball, like who's going to get hot because teams play differently when the pressure's on. And that's something that might really impact the outcomes of some of these games. Well, like the past few years, let's see, we had Loyola Chicago out of the Missouri Valley. And they were like that kind of Cinderella story yeah. getting all the way to the Final Four. Um, I mean, one team I like out of the Missouri Valley Conference is Northern Iowa. They look like a really good team. What, only three losses? I think 22-3, and three, yeah. yeah. They're a really good team. Um, I think Liberty is also a pretty uh, good team from the Atlantic 10. They're looking pretty well, too. I, I Four got, I losses. I, Atlantic Sun. They're, they're yeah. the Atlantic Sun. But there are a lot of Atlantic yeah. 10 teams that do look very good, too. So, I mean, this is a year, yeah, like you said, like uh, we've been saying, a lot of upset Cinderella stories probably could happen. And I don't know, March Madness is almost approaching, t- too. Well, and it seems quickly, weeks. too. Yeah, I'm ready I'm ready to sit down with the boys and get the brackets together. It, it feels like it was just Christmas. Yeah, dude, it's crazy, man. This year's going by fast already. I just woke up, and my mom had hot chocolate ready. <laughs> yeah, She Christmas had some marshmallows, morning. little mini marshmallows. I go to see, you know, what's out there in the living room, what's by the Christmas tree. Cole, I was a bad boy this year. Something tells me you got a lot of coal when you were a kid anyways. I... 
actually threw, I did get cold one year, and I sneakily tried to throw it away. And my mom found it in the trash. <laughs> she said, "What are you? What were you doing with this coal?" And I said, "I don't know how it got there." <laughs> and ever since then, I knew I, there's a reason why I got coal that year. Yeah, that's pretty funny, man. Have you ever gotten coal? I've never gotten coal, no. But I mean, like, I think everybody's had like that one Christmas. Maybe not that one Christmas, but like when you were a kid, you like really multiple wanted that Christmases. Yeah. Oh, you had multiple. No. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you, you Hanukkah? Gotta right now. Wait, no. Greg, you're Jewish? You didn't know? No. I can't tell because you have that stupid Packers hat on right now. Oh, sorry. We were talking about Bears and Packers earlier. I thought I'd get into the spirit of things. That's fair. He got me. You Wait, know who too. wouldn't get me like that? Who? Jared. Yeah, yeah where's right. he at, by the way? He, he had personal stuff he had to take care of, so prior... Uh, yeah, he had prior obligations yeah. to to handle Fortnite. Maybe. It could have been for he could be on right now, and you know he just didn't feel like doing this. Greg, another way too early prediction: Who the Packers take in first round? I don't know because a lot of people want to say receiver, but this wide receiver class is so deep where you can get a good receiver in the second round. Plus, you know some free agents. Um, linebacker, I like Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma and uh, Patrick Queen from LSU. Especially because I don't think they're going to bring back Blake Martinez. I think he's going to be worth too much money for you guys yeah. to pick it up. He's a good tackler, just awful on coverage. Is it? Yeah, is it fair to say that Blake Martinez may be the most overrated linebacker ever? Oh yeah, totally agree. I don't know about ever, but maybe like the last year or two, yeah. Because like all he's good for is tackling, and he got exposed twice to the 49ers. Um, yeah, but so we're not like, talking about any team. We're talking about the 49ers. Like I know, but still, like at least twice in a row. Like and, and plus, like that running game was. I mean, it made everyone look bad, but Blake Martinez especially. But, I don't know, they just need someone in coverage, too, because it's kind of irritating to see Blake Martinez get, like, defeated by everyone, tight ends, uh, fullbacks even, running backs, which I guess running backs is understandable for a linebacker. But still, like, Keneath Murray's very athletic. I would like him. Patrick Queen, too. Uh, they're very good uh, linebackers that I like. I don't know much about the later picks for linebackers, but those are the two guys I like for at least a first-round pick. Do you see him falling that far with – Kind of a more shallow defensive class here. I think Queen could. Murray might be interesting. I've seen like a couple like mock drafts where he goes like a couple picks ahead of the Packers. Yeah, I saw actually today. I was looking at some PFF stuff, and they were saying they would like to see Miami trade up for the first overall pick, but they think it would take four first round picks to make that happen. Here's the thing: I think like Miami's in a perfect situation to already get Tua, if that's who like who they. If really that's want. their guy, yeah. Like, what are the teams in front of them? The Bengals are going to get Joe Burrow. The Redskins are going to get Chase Young. Uh, and then, like, the Lions, they're not going to get after a quarterback. They have Matthew Stafford. The Giants <laughs> got uh, uh, Daniel Jones. And then you got Miami. And I think maybe San Diego's or the Chargers are right there, too. They're going to take Justin Herbert. Right. And if anything, if you don't get Tua, you get Justin Herbert, who's actually a pretty good quarterback as well. I think I like Justin Herbert more than Tua, to be honest. I could see Tua falling, honestly. That With his injuries and everything, if he doesn't clear some of these like medical exams, you never know how many years you're going to get out of that guy. I think honestly. he's going to fall to 44. I think that's the Bears pick. He's going to fall to that, and we're going to draft Tua. Yeah. I don't know about that. I We are going to get somebody to come in, whether it's in free agency or a draft pick or something. But Philip Rivers? I, uh, I think it's more towards free agency that you guys will get. If anything, so you might I. draft a late like, round quarterback. Because like I think the Bears have holes that they gotta fill. You know, offensive line probably gotta replace Danny Trevathan. Uh, 
maybe even safety for Hockland Dix, depending right. on if he, they're going to sign him long term. Um, but no, I, I think a quarterback later round picks. Um, I heard Andy Dalton's on the market. And no, they brought the offensive no. coordinator for the Bengals. So no, I do not want the no. red rifle coming to Chicago. That's for sure. No, I would rather see us go after maybe like. Nick Foles, if we can get him in a trade somehow, no, and they lock up Brian or uh, you know Jacksonville wants to start Minshew. I think with Nick Foles though, he I think he has like two, three more years on his contract, and that's three a, more years of a lot of money. Yeah, and the Bears don't have a lot of money to give. At least Andy Dalton has next year, and that's it. Yeah, if he gets traded. I mean that's true, but it could be it it can be done. I just. There's just, like, not a great option, obviously. Like, the best-case scenario would, would have been the original pick just worked out, if, you know? If the Bears are – I doubt – and also they need a tight end, too, uh, for Phil, for Trey Burton, his injuries, and Adam Shaheen. Um, but if they want to go after a quarterback in the early rounds, Jake Brom's going to be there. Um, the kid from Washington, uh, Jacob Eason, is probably going to be there as well. Yeah. I've heard Jordan Love could be – I like Jordan Love around somewhere and plus i guess bears they have two second round picks they might make a package to maybe trade up i mean yeah come in for like a late first round pick or something i would be fine with taking the two picks just because we do have multiple areas where we need to draft i'd rather have the multiple picks yeah and them being good pick i mean i'm i'm pretty sure we pick like third like four in like the early 40s both picks i think yeah you guys had like very close picks yeah like five picks within each other yeah and honestly like everybody's rap like completely shooting the trubisky train down but he had he definitely had a down year but you never know like maybe we bring in some competition and we move another piece around and you see it work out and i think a big part of that is the tight end production obviously he's responsible like trubisky's responsible for some of that play last year However, you look at the offenses that Matt Nagy's worked in, they've always had great tight ends. You look at the San Francisco offense, which is basically what we want the Bears offense to look like, best case scenario with the coordinators in place. And they have, you know, the best tight end in football right now. And then you go to the Bears who were playing basically with guys that they were just finding off the street, wherever they could get them, you know, practice squads, whatever. They moved an offensive lineman uh, tight end. Yeah, so you almost wonder – if we fill that hole, maybe Trey Burton comes back. Maybe we get a young athletic guy in the draft. Do you think the Bears' production goes up? We got that that Canadian cornerback who's apparently yeah, really the, good. Yeah, he was the best uh, CFL player left, I guess. But then the they market. also said Mark Trestman was the best CFL head coach. And that he worked with Steve Young and that he's going to make Jay Cutler like the next Steve Young too. Yeah. I remember that. I and that didn't think, work out. I, I think we almost remember Jay Cutler being worse than he was. I miss Jay Cutler. It, it, as much as I hate to say it, I miss Jay too. <laughs> he was a <laughs> yeah. funny guy, you know. Like you look back at him, and it's like, what's that TV show he has Ca- with Kristen? Yeah, yeah, with the Cavalieri. Yeah. What is it called? Very Cavalieri. Very yeah. Cavalieri. Thank you, thank you, Jack Coachman, for keeping up on reality TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. The Bears, I think they're they're still in a good situation. Like that defense is going to be elite next year. Uh, that I'll carry them again. Um, they're probably going to cut. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, save some cap room. Um, probably Prince of Mukamara as well. Um, they should be fine. This is the quarterback situation. Easily can be fixable if 
whatever happens with Mitch Trubisky, or again, a short leash, uh, too. I mean, Marcus Mariota is going to be a free agent, too. I would really like to see him in an Aggie offense. Um, he likes to run around, and that's what Mitch does the best. And uh, Marcus injuries, the nerves, and everything. I don't know. Uh, Bears have a tricky situation at quarterback, but it could lead them into a playoff spot, I believe. Or yeah. the thing is, like, I don't think the Bears are going to be bad enough to like have a top pick next year. I don't think they're they're not going to be bad enough. Where you just count them out because like, they have enough talent on that roster. Yeah. Because like the, th- the the prize next year is Trevor Lawrence, and and even Justin Fields too, and if he declares. But um, like I don't think the Bears will be that bad to tank for those guys. Right, you'd have to make some major moves to to get that high. Assuming you'd have to probably trade there, but. You see again. What's the cost of that? If we do trade that high, and then we miss, like, w- like what happened a couple of years ago with Mitch? Are yeah. we digging ourselves an even deeper hole if that happens? You know, and you just, you just have to see some of these question marks get answered. Maybe the pressure is going to make Mitch play a little better. Maybe he knows his ass is on the hot seat now, and he has to produce. Otherwise, he's out. That's why I also think like a quarterback like Andy Dalton or no whatever veteran that they bring in, um, no, it kind of lights the fire under a little bit. Kind of like. I think the Bears are in a perfect situation to have like that Ryan Tannehill when Marcus Mariota wasn't performing. Ryan Tannehill stepped in and well led the Titans all the way to the AFC Championship. Same thing could probably happen with the Bears. What if we get Brett Favre out of retirement? Why hasn't anybody mentioned Chase Daniel? You've got a Super Bowl winner on the roster. What about Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill actually did go on record like a couple days ago saying he wants to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I want to know what you feel about that because I don't feel like the Saints should do it. Teddy Bridgewater is the guy. He is the future quarterback for the Saints. Here's my perfect – this is my dream scenario. Tom Brady retires. That's the most important piece to this all. Tom Brady retires. Then Drew Brees can retire because all his records are safe. He's only retiring if Tom retires. <coughs> now the Saints have the money to keep Taysom and Teddy at their market price. Plan B – Tom stays. Whatever team he goes to, he stays. Drew stays. He's not leaving New Orleans. They have to pay him out of just obligation to what he's done to the city and the team. Taysom Hill will stay because that's apparently who they want, whether he's quarterback or utility player. And Teddy Bridgewater's market value drops because there are so many incoming quarterbacks. There are a lot of free agent quarterbacks, and his underlying numbers aren't that great. He was 5-0, and but he didn't have the best analytics in the world. So maybe other teams look and go, you know, Teddy Bridgewater isn't worth $16 million a year. If he's going for less than 10, Saints keep all three. Yeah, and Teddy did with those, it was like a five-game stretch. He started pretty rocky. And, I mean, he picked it up at the end, but... They won games like 10-6 to 6 and 13-10. to 10. Like, it's not like this dude was lighting up the world. I think he should be the franchise quarterback. I agree. If there's somebody moving forwards, I'd rather have him than Taysom Hill or the unknown. There is a world where they keep all three, and it involves Drew Brees taking a slight pay cut and Teddy Bridgewater not asking for much more than $10 million a year, Taysom Hill not getting paid quarterback money. I think with, with Taysom Hill, too, is he's a restricted uh, free agent. So the Saints can place a first-round tender on him, and, well, if anyone takes him, they get a free first-round pick out of that. Would you want that first-round pick for him, then? On sentimental value alone, no. I think Taysom Hill is a unique— People are saying, oh, he could be like the next you know, Lamar Jackson or Colin Kaepernick because— what do you know? He can do more than just throw, but this dude's so different. Like, you don't see quarterbacks lining up on special teams. You see some quarterbacks go out a wide receiver on occasion, but, like, he'll block. He'll block punts and all as an offensive lineman. He'll play tight end, receiver, yeah. outside, slot, running back, fullback, quarterback. Like, he does everything, and I think that's how they should continue to use him. The problem is I think he wants the clarity of quarterback, and Teddy 
should be the incumbent. Maybe he's not as good as we thought. That's why we need both on the roster. Shout out to the former Packer. Taysom Hill? Yeah. It, just another point of why the Packers cannot manage a team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Bears, they had a lot of uh, foreign players in the Super Bowl. We were up at one point, like 10 to nothing. Dude, um, speaking about this free agency talk, what about Greg Olson coming back to Chicago? Because he's not going back to Carolina next year. Uh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You don't think so? No. It, it's just, it's all talk. He, he, I think he said he wanted to come back, and he's disappointed that no one from the Bears talked to him. I'm not. I'm not willing to. I think he wants, you know, a decent amount of money. I don't know what the market is for tight ends right now, but we just we don't have the money, and we don't need an injury-plagued tight end. If you think Trubisky or Nagy deserves another chance this season, you have to give them pieces, though. Are you going to get a better tight end than Greg Olson? Because I think the Bears are more comfortable just standing pat with, you've got, what, Trey Burton, Adam Shaheen. you got a couple injury guys, and you got a couple guys that are just hurt. I would rather have Greg Olson next year than Trey Burton. Even if he doesn't play all that well or all that much, just having that presence on the roster in the tight end room with some of these younger guys might make a difference. I just don't think you're getting a much better tight end, and that's one thing that Trubisky can't play quarterback, can't run an offense, whatever. Like, okay, Allen Robinson looks like a stud. You've got some receivers that are maybe on the rise, but the offensive catching options are, are not, you know, A1 right now. I think that the injuries played a lot to that last year. Um, Burton never really got healthy at all. I think we felt like I felt like we rushed him. Oh, um, yeah. to get healthy because we were in such need, you know, to get some offense, get some weapons. So I feel like we needed to just – even Anthony Miller too. He was hurt, and we just kept rushing him back. I think Anthony Miller could be very good. It's just we also do need that guy who can hit receivers in stride or hit receivers, you know, on target and not overthrow them by seven yards and just make the balls catchable for them. Allen Robinson is a stud. He's a very good number one receiver, and we—I mean, he made—he made some great grabs. He had—he had over a thousand yards with this offense. That it, it almost seemed like we didn't even have a thousand yards on the full year, to be honest. We need to look though more younger. I feel like Greg likes T. Higgins, Clemson. Yeah, I uh, think he could be a really good receiver in the NFL. But Jack whispered into my ear when Noah asked you, "Who would you want the Packers to pick in the first round?" And he said, I he think he's going to take Tee Higgins. Right after I said that, he goes, you know, it makes sense for them to look at wide receiver. And I'm like, oh, he's for sure going to say that. <laughs> I think you were just restraining yourself. I would love the Packers to get Tee Higgins. I would immediately get his jersey right away. But I don't, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think he would even last to the Packers, in my opinion. Why not? Because he's great. He's just too good. Yeah, but do you think he's like, what's the Packers pick? You guys are pretty late. 30th. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. I don't think he's gonna because last for thing, thirty. The, 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 the Ravens There's a lot of looking, receivers. There is, and I but I do think and like combine results have not come out yeah. yet. That also can swing like the difference between thirty four and thirty. Especially if he comes out and runs like a four six forty or something. Greg, how would you feel about that? I would be just completely <laughs> distraught. Then we would be... know college sports are rigged. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, for receivers, I like Justin Jefferson from LSU. He's a stud. Um, T. Higgins, obviously. The kid from Colorado, I like him. Uh, TC. I mean, there's so many good receivers is, in this draft class. Is uh, Moss coming out for the draft officially? He is. He is. He's, that'd be interesting to see him as a receiving tight end coming out. 
one tight end I love is um, God. I'm terrible with name. Hunter Bryant from Washington. I really like him. I feel like he could be the next Evan Ingram. Kind of play that a tight end and wide receiver. Yeah. Besides the Ev- yeah, Evan part. Evan Ingram, he he likes to get hurt. I'm just cautious of tight ends, man. Because I mean, the last couple of years or so, like you said, Evan Ingram, he came out. He's good when he plays, but he doesn't play much. Take you see, the guy you know, like Greg Olson, while you're transitioning. On right. <laughs> exactly. You see a guy you know like he's OJ, always hurt though. Yeah, but you see OJ Howard come in, and he's supposed to be this great receiving back, and. You know, I guess he's probably not in the best offensive situation either, but he hasn't helped himself out a ton either. You know, there's you can go down a list of four or five, six of these receiving tight ends that are supposed to be playmakers that come in and then really don't have as great of an impact on NFL rosters as we think they will. I think with tight ends too, they take a they take a couple years to you know develop. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen it with T.J. Hawkinson. Like he started the season phenomenal. He had two catches or uh, two touchdowns in his first game, but then disappeared for like the next 10 weeks and had a good ending to the season Noah Font from the Broncos he he beginning of the year he, he was a little bit slow and then progressed really well until it looks like a future tight end for the the Broncos but um I like Hunter Bryant I think he's gonna be really good uh Thaddeus Moss I feel like is a tight end that's not gonna make an impact right away but he's one of those tight ends that maybe down the road where you're like this is a big body guy we can might be a facilitator yeah. kind of player and you, you don't take him until the fifth or sixth round I, he could probably be a third or fourth round. I, yeah, I was going to say third also or fourth. Also depends on but the, obviously the combine and everything. Plus, but. we got to see who's going to pick what and where. You never know what's going to happen. Who's going to pop up where and make a surprise splash? Here. I believe what I think the draft comes first, then free agency. No free agency. Free agency comes, comes oh, yeah, first. So yeah, whatever team is doing free agency, obviously you can tell what teams are going to do in the draft as well. And how they resign? Who who do they resign? And who are they moving on from? Who puts a franchise tag out there? Ryan Tannehill's getting Ryan that. Ryan Tannehill's the only He's name that I that think. He's getting that franchise Maybe tag. Dak. That's tough because, like, statistically, really good quarterback. But he wins games. Record-wise. Sometimes. I mean, the Cowboys the have – big games, though. That's the thing. Cowboys have the big decision to make with Dak, Byron Jones, and Amari all on the market. I don't think you're going to let Amari Cooper go. I mean, they're you all – traded a first-round pick for him. But it, yet again, you don't want to give up your franchise quarterback. It's so hard, though, because, like, you look at these players and you're like, wow, these are great players. But then you look at the record and it was like, did you guys get it done? They like, they have one of the most talented rosters. And it's been – I mean, obviously that's been just said throughout the years. They have one of the most talented rosters. They just don't win. It's disappointing. I think it's because their offensive line is so good and there's so much money invested into the offensive line. Um and I think that and they're aging now too. So I think they need to start moving on from you know some offensive linemen. Um, need to free up, which is tough to say because will that affect Dak's play? As we saw with the Rams and how they had to move on, and they had you know a few people retire from the offensive line. Yeah. And how bad uh, golf struggled because of that pressure because and, the offensive line was so bad. And the Rams are losing Whitworth this year. Their cornerstone left tackle. So Rams are losing a lot of people this year. They're yeah. losing a lot of offensive line. Their linebacker Littleton. Packers are interested in him. I don't know if they'll spend the money for I almost feel like, I almost feel like that might have missed their window. Very they have very little money right now. And it's because of those trades that they made. And because of Todd Gurley. That's, that's, that's very true. Also. And they're looking to trade him. And that that is yeah, Todd Gurley wanted so much money they gave into it and he brought nothing to the table this past year. He definitely had a down year, but nobody's gonna wanna pick up that contract. 
Yeah, and that's why I'm hesitant for the Packers um, with Aaron Jones because he had a phenomenal year, and he has a contract year next year. He's going to be a free agent. This is a year that he can easily hold out. He's getting paid uh, like $1.5 million. Easy candidate for a holdout. So, I mean, running backs come and go. I mean, we kind of see with the Steelers with Le'Veon Bell, then James Conner comes in for at least a year and a half where he does pretty good, but injuries have stalled him a little bit. Anyone for the uh, Patriots. I mean, we've seen Deion Lewis had a phenomenal career with the Patriots. Moved on right away with a committee. So running backs are tricky because they are they can put up great stats, but they're easily replaceable. And the market is very scary, too. Just in general. Like, the market for running backs, because they can want so much money, but it doesn't seem like they're worth that much. It seems like it's a very interchangeable position, and you could put almost almost anybody in there and they'll do just as fine. It just depends on how your offensive line is and if your system works. And also injuries, too. Look at Todd Gurley with that knee injury. It wasn't the same this year, and it's going to be a little hesitant because he did everything two years ago. It's going to be hesitant with Christian McCaffrey, and um, you know, Zeke already got paid. Uh, Saquon Barkley, those guys do a lot of things, and Barkley got a little injured, uh, banged up this year. Hesitant to pay those running backs that do a lot in your offense because they are easily could be injured. Right, they have a short lifespan, but then that raises the question, where does Derrick Henry go and for what price? I love Derrick Henry. Yeah, you, you I love Derrick Henry. You, the Titans need to give him the money. That is their running back. He was he picked it up last or the year before, and this past season he was an absolute beast. They pay him, and then they see what they do, and they franchise tag Ryan Tannehill, and they see where they go again the next year. And if they do worse, then you know – Maybe Tannehill isn't the guy. Maybe it was just a one, you know, a half season thing where he, you know, was that confident and now he's, you know, not doing so well. I don't know if there's a single person that expects Ryan Tannehill to have the same year next year that he did this last year. It's it'll be close. Uh, I don't I don't think he's gonna be like phenomenal. But he got he didn't do great this year he just he, won the game he, derrick henry was the one that carried them in the playoffs and they had a good defense he had too. a great passer rating tell yeah. me i'm wrong ryan Tannehill had phenomenal stats yeah. they, they were the most efficient passing team in the red zone they had the highest touchdown percentage success rate in his tenure in the regular season of any team when they approached the red zone most of their drives i'm saying in the in playoffs scoring. though i'm just saying in the playoffs like he did nothing in the playoffs if i told you that you could have a quarterback that was played phenomenally for six out of 10 games, played okay for two of them, not so great in another two, and he won like seven or eight of them, you'd take that in a heartbeat. Mm, Otherwise, it's not worth watching an entire NFL season. If his last playoff performance is the judgment for his future success. I'm not saying it's his judgment, but, you know, teams will key on Derrick Henry. And Ryan, you're... You're going to have to have Ryan Tannehill beat you. This is what the Packers did with Mr. Trubisky. And Ryan Tannehill beat a lot of teams in the regular season. But he's not good enough to beat the great teams, and that's what's going to make the difference. But I feel like he is. I feel like they just didn't come in with a great game plan. They didn't have – they – Ryan Tannehill fit their system, the Titans system. They needed to stay with that system. They got to Derrick Henry. They just relied on him too much within the playoffs. And then once, you know, they couldn't run the ball as well, they kind of got away from what their pass offense actually really is. And we saw that. Maybe, you know, they got more scouting reports on Tannehill and the Tennessee pass offense, and that's what we saw, you know, in the playoffs. 
but I see that we can still see the success from Tannehill, and we could definitely see a 9-10, even an 11-win Tennessee roster with that defense. They'll have Malcolm Butler return next uh, season. They'll have uh, another defensive back I forgot that got hurt. He'll also be back. They have a really good team, and not only that, but they have a young, you know, receiving core that can still grow. And I think if they take a receiver in this next draft and, um, you know, have him and A.J. Brown, you know, whoever receiver it is, it doesn't really matter. This is such a deep, you know, class for that. They can be a very dominant offense and very dynamic one too. Yeah, but do you do you see them winning the AFC with powerhouses like the Chiefs, the Patriots? If the Patriots can figure out their offense, you know, Baltimore can can a Tennessee Titan team win in that environment? Yes, they were very close this year with a team that wasn't designed to be what it was. This was Marcus Mariota's Tennessee Titans. They shifted halfway through and almost made it to the Super Bowl. That's pretty darn close. A.J. Brown was an Offensive Rookie of the Year candidate. Ryan Tannehill was, in some regards, a Comeback Player of the Year candidate. Depends on how you define it. He won. won. Yeah, but in my mind, you know, I I thought there were maybe other players that fit the mold of traditional Comeback Player more. But you've got guys that they're pieces. They're out there. If they get a couple of additions, now they have an identity. Yeah, but the problem is is if you franchise tag Tannehill or you put him down on a big contract, you put Derrick Henry down on a big contract, you don't have the room to go get another piece like that. Well, you don't have to get a superstar. You just you now have a new offense to shape around. Ryan Tannehill almost made a Super Bowl in a team designed for Marcus Mariota, and they are not the same quarterback. They're not. That's, that's definitely true. But I'm just... A little hesitant on the one-hit wonders because we've seen it from quarterbacks in the past. That's why I think the franchise tag is the way to go just because maybe he comes in next year and he balls out and you know, okay, maybe he's legit. We give him the big contract he deserves, you know, and we, we set the new standard for what a quarterback contract can look like. But if he doesn't come in and do well, then you know, okay, well, maybe we had a statistical anomaly here, you know. I think it's just tough to project the Titans as non-contenders. They right now are probably, people look at them as about the fifth or sixth best team in the AFC before they make any moves to make this Tannehill's team if they so choose. So are they going to be contenders next year? Will they be set up that way? I think they definitely have the potential to, as long as they don't you know, destroy this roster in the offseason. I think it would be unfair to say, well, he wasn't as good as Pat Mahomes, so you know, he's never getting to a Super Bowl. We've seen some bad moments from some of the greats. Pat Mahomes had some of the ugliest throws of the last six weeks of any quarterback. Super Bowl, first three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, he looks like a superhero in the end, but I'm not going to walk up and be like, I don't know, Mahomes didn't look great for 75% of that game. We think the Chiefs aren't Super Bowl contenders? They're right on the edge. I mean, that's a fair point. I think another team that might be getting overlooked is the Colts. If you make a a move at quarterback there, they might have – the pieces in place to make that a run they have so much salary cap they have the second most salary cap in the yeah. league they got to use that especially if like Dak hits the market or something like do you pick up Dak if you're in indianapolis no you beg andrew luck to get out of retirement no beg him. it's not gonna happen beg him i miss that man though i'll be honest he was my favorite quarterback in the league he was a great player it was fun to watch him you and again those those uh what the mic'd up moments where he gets in? <laughs> hey man, that's a phenomenal hit. Can you hold me up? Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're playing football. Bro. 
That's why he's not playing football anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot. He kept encouraging them to hit him harder, and this is what happens. Yeah. But no, I mean, I don't know what because they want to roll with Jacoby Brissett, but they're not afraid to like get competition from. But I feel like if you get Dak, like you're rolling with Dak, you're not rolling with Jacoby. I don't know. I don't. The Colts got a great defense. I like their defense. I like Darius Leonard a lot. Um, the receivers are not any big name guys. T.Y. Hilton uh, is one you probably think of the most. Jack Doyle's a, a good tight end. They're they're probably gonna let him walk though. I think. Um, I I've, I've seen that he's actually interested in the Bears, but so there, there you go. If hey, Eric man. Ebron, there we go. A big name like Eric Ebron because um, a couple years ago, two years ago, we had like double digit touchdowns. Yeah, and this year he just didn't didn't play as much. Didn't click, man. Um, running, they have a running back by committee. Their offensive line is really good. Um, just Jacoby Percep. They are losing Anthony Costanzo though. I feel like they can easily bring him back. The salary cap that they got though, it's ridiculous. I they definitely could. I don't think it'll be long term if they do though. He's aging. He's getting close. To, I think he's thirty one. So he's you know he's he's in that age where. You don't expect them to be playing super long, especially for a position like offensive line where you're getting banged up quite a bit. See, with me, I would love to see, because everyone's like debating this whole Tom Brady thing. I think he stays in New England, but if there's a team that he would leave for, I would love to see him in uh, Indianapolis. Because that offensive line, they could spend money easily for him. And, I mean, great protection. That's one thing Tom Brady didn't really have last year was protection. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of things last year, just being completely honest. Receivers. Well, man, the and first arm. four weeks. That, yeah. Oh, he's old. <laughs> why are we forgetting that? Like, yeah. he's still good, sure, but like, oh my gosh! Like, watch any quarterback under twenty six throw the football, and then watch Tom Brady throw the football, and you're like, I remember when my dad used to play in my local neighborhood games. <laughs> yeah, I. Tom Brady's just, and they're saying that they are gonna try to spend money for him for like AJ Green and Hunter Henry. I think the A.J. Green comparison could be made when they brought in Randy Moss. Is you know, A.J. Green is not Randy Moss, the but bringing is, in a though, big player like, like these that. are like two injury-prone players, and then you you also have an aging Julian Edelman and a hole at tight end who used yeah. to be your number one target. Have A.J. Green and Hunter Henry tried the TB12 diet plan? Maybe those supplements will help them with the injury problems. That's why Tom Brady's still playing at such an old age. <laughs> And making money doing it without even I, having to touch his football money. Tom Brady, I don't know. All right. He's got to go at some point. Well, speaking on protection, Packers are losing Brian Bulaga. Oh, thank God you were talking about offensive line. They're going to. I was gonna, also worried. <laughs> I was worried. Talking about protection. Jeez, Noah. <laughs> Shout out to Trojan Condoms. Sponsor us, please. Um, no, they'll, they'll keep Bulaga. They'll probably, that might be actually a franchise tag that they use on him. Um, he's he's is a little bit old, so this could be like a one year, two year contract for him. Um, he's been injury prone in the last couple of years too. He yeah, uh, at least the last the uh, season before that and the season before that. Um, uh, this year he was actually healthy. He was, yeah, he, he was healthy played, most of the year. Played every game. He didn't play. He missed one game because he was sick. He he didn't play to as high of a standard as we've seen him play in the past, though. So do you think he's worth the money? Bringing him back for, you know, say a two or three-year deal? He had a really good year last year. Maybe three. I'll be hesitant with a three-year deal. Two-year deal, I most likely will do for Okay. I mean, if clearly Aaron Rodgers is the guy. They're in win-now mode. They have an aging quarterback. They have a good defense. They just 
paid all this money to bring in the pieces, the edge rushers and everything to get it going. Um, do you, you know, by they're, Jack. yeah, by Jack, by Jack is bedtime. None of you guys commute. Do you? I commute to my room. I commuted here to the radio <laughs> station by Jack. The coach has left the, the building. Left. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think they'll definitely lose Blake Martinez. I don't see him coming back. Um, uh, Kenny Clark's a guy they'll probably bring, they will definitely bring back for sure. Those are the two guys that they're like worried about and I, they'll be fine. I feel like the whole NFC North next year is just going to be a shit show. Like the Packers, the Bears, and the Vikings are for all three of them. They're either all going to hit like each one of them could, it's a roll of the dice. They could hit and they could have an explosive year and it's their year. They're going to make a run or they could shit the bed and now we're looking like the NFC East from 2019. I wouldn't even sleep on the I think the Lions are a solid team too. Their defense is young and they're getting better. They were good majority of the season and their offense just kept getting banged up. Um, Matthew Stafford is a really good quarterback just getting wasted in Detroit. Kenny a Gallag- very overlooked quarterback too. Kenny Galladay is a awesome wide receiver. I mean, they got pieces. It's just the coaching is always the issue in Detroit. It always has been and looks like it always will be. I don't know. Uh, Detroit's a team that probably won't maybe make a push in the playoffs, but they'll at least be at least competitive. No. I, I don't think Detroit's that good. Um, I, I mean, we saw early on in the season, but I think – you know, early on in the season, you see a few surprise teams. You know, you see the, you know, teams that are like, oh, they're, you know, five and one, they're four and two, they're doing really well, and they kind of fall off. And I think that's the story with the Lions. Once they get into, you know, division play, they start to lose a lot more, um, and they always have like the easier schedule because they always get like the bottom teams from the NFC. Um, you go along with like the AFC teams that they play. Um, they usually have, you know, they'll get the the full division, they'll usually win against, you know, the worst team from that division that they play. The Lions, they just fell apart. And, yeah, you could account that for Matthew Stafford being hurt and him being gone for, you know, half the year, over half the year. But it was also, you know, yeah, they're a young defense. They're also very bad defensively. And they have this coach who is supposed to be a defensive-minded coach who is supposed to reinvigorate, and he's he's supposed to – make that defense, you know, something special. If you lose or are young with that defense, there should still be signs of improvement. We kind of saw it, but I don't think the Lions, I don't think they're that good, and I don't think they'll compete in the NFC North, especially with the Packers just getting off a 13-3 and season. I mean, to be honest, they're not really losing much. I just, mean, just Blake Martinez, and and you can ease. That's a guy that's very replaceable. The Vikings, who they're good, you know, at times they can be very good, um, a good regular season team, and then they, you know, big moments they might choke. And then you've also got the Bears, who you know, if they, you know, find their identity offensively, that's another dangerous team. It's one of the harder divisions uh, to tell because. It's so competitive. It feels like it is one of the more competitive ones as well as, I mean, NFC East, but it feels like they're just never a dominant team. And They're the competitive NFC. within their own The division. NFC West is usually competitive. NFC West. Um, yeah, NFC West was very competitive this it's year. It's going to be next year, too. Yes, it is. 
you can't hold Russell down. Um, the 49ers are going to come off hungry. They, you know, cool, we made it, but we want to be there again. We want to win it. You also know? have a good defense. Yeah. You have the Rams, which a lot of question marks with. The Cardinals are I want to see Kyler Murray. Yeah, I want to see Kyler Murray, Murray in his um, second year. Let's see how much he progresses. And then AFC-wise, you know, you've got – I think the AFC just – it's, it's just, easier uh, to tell. It's easier to tell who it's going to be. It's just yeah. the Chiefs, Patriots, Ravens, throw in like a fourth team in. Like Texans. Game. Texans or Typically like Texans, Titans. Jack, or Jack Coachman's Titans. Like, But the Titans just depend so much on what, what are you going to do with your two face of the franchise players that are leaving potentially. They're not going to leave. I would also maybe throw the Chargers in it because Phillip Rivers was god-awful last year. And the year before, they were – a really good team. I mean, their defense was phenomenal. They got some playmakers on offense. They got a quarterback this year. They could easily be back, at least not a turnover happy quarterback. I think the reason why he struggled was he had to take care of his kids the night before the games. He, all of them. All seven of them. No, he's got more than seven. I, I think it's like nine. Because I remember they could fill a whole team on Madden with just his kids. I mean, whole offensive like Well, that's side. 11. So. Or I think that's including his wife. 11, Maybe including so, his yeah. wife and him. Yeah, so it's nine kids. I'm pretty nine sure it's kids. nine. Oh, my God. How does he do it? And then he, how, does the, how does the wife do it? Because, you know, Phil's probably gone. You know. But you got to think, too, like maybe some of the kids are older. So maybe like in their teens They're or not. They're not. They're I all think like the, young. the oldest one's like 10 or 11. <laughs> Jeez. They're That's very all, close in age. They have nine kids within like 11 years. Congrats on the sex. Every year almost. Hey, Valentine's he Day. He needs to get trolled. Hey, we talked about yeah, we talked about protection. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Do we hear about Philip Rivers having a tenth kid? We gotta find out in nine months. Well, not really. You could find out like in a month and then see what happens. But we don't know. I mean, no. I think because he's so stressed out because he doesn't have a team right now. He'll he's find a, free a team. Agent. They're saying Tampa Bay. Even if, even if, because he's in Tampa right now. Like you said, Jameis is going from thirty thirty to twenty twenty, baby. Like that's Dude. the thing. Jameis Winston. If he has like an MVP type season next year, I'm he. I will be mind blown. I don't see it. Because like I, he's he is so good, but then he could be so bad, like atrocious with like five interceptions in one game, but like another game he throws like six touchdowns. Yeah, but. It, I'm not gonna lie. As a Bears fan, I'd rather see Jameis come to town than Phillip, though. Just because, like, oh yeah, we have the defense. Where like, if we get into these games where we can't handle the ball, at least we're taking strikes down the field, you know. And with the defense we have, maybe we'll get some stops and pull some games out that we shouldn't. But with Phillip, he'll just be noodle arming that shit into the dirt, you know. I hate his throwing motion, dude. It it's is. so ugly. Update on his children: seven daughters, two sons. The oldest one is seventeen. Okay. Um, but then there's a drop off. Then there's fourteen, oh, um, three years. twelve, um, ten. There's an eight. There's a six. Um, I see a pattern here. And then a six months. There's a. There, they had a newborn one. recently. Jesus. I know that. It seems like every two years. How does that like? How does that discussion happen? You're just like, you know what? I think I want to go for number nine. Like. I don't think they think about it. I think they just do it, and if mistakes were made, maybe. Yeah, I just mean, uh, oh well. If you have one. that much money, like why not? Another one for the maid to take care of, or the <laughs> babysitter to take care of. All right. 
I doubt that how either. Much, wait, so seven daughters and two, two sons. sons. I'm going to say, man, I was say they could maybe produce a lot of NFL quarterbacks, but no, only two. Maybe the lingerie football league. Oh. We I shouldn't mean, be talking about his kids like that. No. Greg, you're nasty. You're disgusting. Yeah, these man. are all minors. Wait, how much? How old's, how old's the seven, oh, 17, 17. 17. Is that the girl? Yes, and that, yeah. I think they start 18 years old. I mean, I was playing college football at the age of 17, so she might be legal for this uh, lingerie league. Wait, no, you might have to be 21. I, because they, Is like, there even the lingerie league anymore? I don't think so. They used to, I know there used to be a Chicago team. That's how I know. But I could never went to the game. What about the, the indoor football stuff? Arena football? Arena football. That, that used to be pretty cool. That looked like fun. I think too many people were getting hurt. Was Possibly. Like what? They had the Chicago Rush. I know that there's like 16 teams probably yeah something like that I don't think like a second like okay I'm just gonna go out and say it the XFL it's cool to see football outside like the NFL I just don't see a secondary league really ever working it's been tried so many times and it's just never panned out well it's all I mean the XFL has been tried they do not call it the laundry football league they call it the legends football league so I mean they're legendary in my book let's see but isn't that for like the you know the past Superstars of the NFL, I dude, I don't know playing flag football. There have been some. They are still in season. Really? Wow. Have uh, you seen the clips like the girls that are like chug a, like they'll shock on a beer they, and then yeah, that's the what football. I'm saying. I don't yeah. think you could be 18. I think you have to be 21 to play. But um, they do have a Chicago team. I think. Yeah, they do. Oh yeah, they do. They do. Uh, Let me wait. Can I guess how many cities are there? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you want to guess? The yeah, I'm gonna or? guess. I'm gonna guess the city, but how many cities are like how many teams are there in this There's league? Eight. So There's got to be a New York. No. Philadelphia. No. Uh, Miami. No. What? How L.A. Many? Yes. L.A. Blackstorm. Pittsburgh. No. There's got to be an East Coast team. Seattle. Seattle Thunder. Ooh. There's gonna be a, a Texas team. Dallas. There's two. Austin. Both of them are Austin. What? That's so pathetic. Dude, no one's on a hot streak. Oh. There's just one, Austin Sound. Um, Shit. All right. I'm going to guess like a Midwestern state. Well, we know Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Chicago well, well, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to go they there. They play I, a Seacake Stadium. What about? Oh, um? They actually play next year. That's really? Fine. What about, uh, what about actually, Minnesota? teams, like these are all their first years next year. I guess, Did it just like get started up again? No, or? because... Uh, they they renamed the teams. Oh, that's why. Because Austin was the acoustics. Now they're going to be called the sound. Speaking of names, can we just again shit on the XFL for a minute? And talk about how stupid some of those names are. I think it was just funny that Jerry was trying to back him up with uh, historic facts. You want me to finish this? this uh, yeah, 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 let's hear the do, list. Do the, do the, the Atlanta Empire, oh, the Denver Rush. Denver has a team. The Kansas City Force. Oh. And the Omaha Red Devils. Omaha. 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 Omaha has a team. Yeah, why not? Strictly they because like, of Peyton Manning. They he like owns their, the team. They like their LFL down there. I mean, I guess they do really have nothing in Omaha, Nebraska. The College World Series. Yeah, but a, what a week! Every, yeah, mean, yeah. Every June. The, <laughs> they used to have the Cornhuskers, but they're not like relevant anymore for right. anything. Okay, okay. Let's talk about the XFL teams. Okay. Because I'm I'm a fan of the DC Defenders because they gave my boy PFT, PFT 
uh, a tryout, but they didn't sign him though. So Which that's... is pathetic. And then their kicker missed a field goal. Yeah. But they do have Cardell Jones, and he's really good. I mean, I know how that makes field goal part, part feels. But like, I like a lot of the jerseys. I like a lot of the uniforms. The only I think one, the uniforms I, are really cool. The only one I don't like is the DC Defenders because they're plain. The visual effects they've had to look really cool, Dude, honestly. Dude, the first time I saw the over-under and the spread, I was like, this is great. I love this. <laughs> they, they know. Just, they know. They I understand it. it. <laughs> and then I like I like that they interviewed the players like literally right after. Yeah. like the kicker missed an extra point, and they interviewed him right after. Dude, I love Damn. it. It's, it's Pat McAfee, too. Dude, I forgot. Like Marquette King. Is in the XFL. Yeah, he, and he how has, has he a not boot. Play on NFL team. I, I don't know because he's got a he's a him. he's got a great leg too. You he know, he's very boot. good. <laughs> he's a very good punter. He pinned it at the one yard line, and this one guy fucked it up. Yeah, it would have laid there, and he hit it into didn't the end have zone. to touch it. Just go ran back to the bench. It's almost no. like last year, or it might have been two years ago. I think we had like a, it was like a pick six or some bullshit. And we were running, and the guy dropped it, started celebrating on, like, the five-yard line and dropped it on, like, the two. And the other team picked it up and ran it the other way. Let's see. So, yeah, let's go over the teams. All right. So, I got to go back now to the thing. All right, the Dallas Renegades. Eh. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's an appropriate name for a Dallas team. The Renegades. It It sounds suitable. D.C. Defenders. I like it. I really like the D.C. Defenders, actually. The Houston Roughnecks. Again, that's like an appropriate name for a, a Dallas or a Texas team. Oh, the yeah. Roughnecks. A Southern team. We should, get, we should get a Montgomery Rednecks then. That's what I'm saying. The LA <laughs> Wildcats. That's just a, that's probably the only name. Like every, there's a lot of teams. There's a ton Wildcats. of Wildcats. Not, maybe not professional, but college teams, high school. Like, yeah. I, I feel like, like same thing. Like the St. Louis Battlehawks. I feel like that's kind of. Their uniforms are dope, though. Their helmets, at least. Are they're going to just call them the Hawks. Yeah, I also like the Seattle Dragons uniforms. Those are really nice. I like the but colors the too. But the Dragons—they're bad. The, Aaron Murray sucks. But like the Dragons, why is that their name? The Dragons. <sighs> Moving on, we also have the Tampa Bay Vipers. They're oh no they no I think they lost. No, that's the team with Mark Tressman. That's the team with Aaron Murray. Yeah, that Aaron Murray sucks. Mark Tressman sucks. I just feel like these teams are like. I said it last time too. They look like the teams you would get if you like relocated on like 2K or Madden, you know? Yeah, like Tuesday we brought it up and I said backyard football, backyard baseball. That yeah. those are the team names. The sh- next thing you know, next XFL season it's going to be the Chicago Wombats or something. You know like what? Hey, Toyota Park's available, I believe. Hey, I don't get it, team. Me, Stash, and Greg are all looking for contracts if they start another XFL team. We'd all gladly represent the my, Chicago Wombats. My, I'll be a kicker. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah, Greg was a running back in college. I was an offensive lineman in college. We we got this. Or can I just be a coach? Never mind. I changed my mind. I just want to be a coach. I feel like a coach would be pretty cool. Yeah, you're just on the sidelines. And plus they have you mic'd up too. But you could my be like theory reporters or something of my too. theory, that would be scary because if I do bad, it's all on you. then they're going to fire you immediately. Like We've the, learned that. Ta- yeah, Tampa Bay like already fired their The Los Angeles. Oh, or, yeah. Wait, no, it was. No, it was LA. It was, it was LA. LA. But it was like immediately after the game. And it's scary. Like I said, <laughs> the offensive coordinator is going to get fired. The worst and, offensive team. And next imagine week. one week into a you pre- you've prepared <laughs> so long to get ready for this season and to, to pre- get your defense right, and they're just like, yeah, nah. This imagine if they're like at halftime, they would have just been like, dude, you know what? Just don't come out with us. I think like, you should just go home. 
these guys are trying to get back into the NFL, and just like the first week, like, no, dude, you're just really bad. We, <sighs> we can't, we can't take you. If he was that bad, why was he the first hire in the first place? Like, I don't know. Aaron Murray's really bad. They thought about taking him out and like in the second half and putting this other quarterback, and I was like. He's pretty bad. I, I, <laughs> just, I just like seeing these former, like, college football stars that were, like, you know, it's like a big, like, what, what happened to them? Dude, they're back now, and you see them. It's exciting to see what they're doing. Who was that football? There was a wide receiver, Braxton Miller, right? He was a college quarterback that came in to play wide receiver. I think he's still on the Texans. Is he? Like, practice squad. There's so like many that. players like that where it's like, you know what, this guy's a great athlete, but he doesn't have a position. Like, what do we do with him? And now you have a place, man. It's called the XFL. Let's see. I swear he is on the Texans. Yeah. Oh, he's currently a free agent. He's about to be an XFL superstar. He should be in the XFL. He was really good at quarterback and receiver. Terrell Pryor. He's going to come back at like the age of 40. Terrell Pryor. He sucked at Tear it up. Yeah, but he had Get a 99-yard touchdown. Get your Marcus Russell back in there. The hefty lefty? Half, you have to. It should be a it should be a law in the XFL. I do like. I'm I'm hoping one of these days that because we when they mic up the quarterback and the head coach and they tell them the plays, you can hear it on the TV. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping one of these days the quarterback just screws it up or just like changes the play. I want to see if the coach gets pissed off at that. I Starts really yelling at him from the kind of like line. an Aaron Rodgers thing. Just change up the play from what your head coach does. But this is an XFL quarterback doing it. No much pissed this coach is going to be i mean like if it works out are you still going to be mad or is it going to be like one of those you know what never do that again but it worked out situations it could be one of those but i still want to see it though like what, what's going to be the reaction even especially if it doesn't work like it's an interception or something like that i want to that's that's what the xfl is for i do like the it's for entertainment man I, I do like the when they review uh challenges too. get to hear the uh official upstairs and he has the Xbox controller too. Yeah, the <laughs> like what what are we doing here? <laughs> are we playing a video game? This is the whole simulation. Confirmed the world is a simulation. Another conspiracy theory. It's true though. You know what? Hit us up. Let us know your favorite conspiracy theories. If if we get enough suggestions, maybe we'll do like a little skit on that. I'd be down. I would be down for that too. Before we end this though, I have a big question for Greg. Oh boy. Favorite wrestler of all time. Oh, man, I don't watch wrestling. Oh, oh another my. one? Yep. Here's the thing. If That's tough. Because according to my mom, I watched it when I was younger, and I don't remember watching any. Like, I obviously know, like, John Cena. She got you and some other kid messed up. <laughs> <laughs> she, it was like, oh, oh, no, Greg, I'm pretty sure you watched it. It I'm was like, like your neighbor. <laughs> no, I never – I don't remember. Because she wanted to watch the – one of the wrestling things because the rock was back in it and i came back home to watch it she just wanted to see the rock so i just drove an hour away to back home just to see the rock for like five minutes i was like i should have never came i thought we were gonna watch the whole thing but um i like if we want to i don't know their names the uh this uh black guy i'm putting that's all i know uh he wears bright colors kofi kingston that might be him. Oh, recent? Does he jump recent. off? He jumps off a lot of things. Very athletic. I think so. He's got like dreads. dreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Kofi. Kofi. Yeah, he looks pretty but cool. he's been so Kofi Kingston's been in it since like we were kids, though, dude. He's yeah, been around a while, like 12, 13 years. Yeah, but uh, seven. I. Yeah. <laughs> All right. To pass the test, do you know who Edge is? Yes. Do you know so. who Rey Mysterio is? Heard of it? Don't know. If I you like show me a picture, I probably wouldn't know who he is. Do you know what? who Jeff Hardy is? No. 
Randy Orton. I know Randy Orton. What's his nickname? Don't I've heard the name, just don't know the nickname. Let's see. I know Undertaker. What about Batista? Sounds like a Starbucks thing. <laughs> a that's a, a barista. <laughs> he he takes over from me. <laughs> um, he takes over the the. <laughs> obviously, John Cena. Okay. Batista was he was uh he was a badass man. He's Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. Didn't see that movie. Greg. Dude, what a disappointing way to end tonight. On? What a disappointing way to end this. Typical Packers fan. Just not knowing anything fun. Let's see. Yeah, I don't watch wrestling. Yeah, but the Guardians of the Galaxy has nothing to do with wrestling. It has a wrestler in it, so I... I well, I guess you got me there. Well, what's your, what's your favorite movie? The, it depends. Because I'm usually a guy that whatever I saw last could be my, like, at the, at the time favorite movie. Because I liked... I mean, as a kid, I liked... Winnie the Pooh. I love that Christopher Robin movie. Oh, the Christopher Robin that came that, out like a that, couple years. That was that was awesome. Greg. Great movie. That was like Greg. that wasn't even a year ago though. I liked. I no, liked that was. It, oh, it was. It's been like three years. Is liked, it really? I really yeah. liked Uncut Gems. That was a great movie. Adam Sandler. I was very mad that it didn't get like any Oscar nominations. Yeah. Have um, you seen the new Star Wars movie? I did because we had to watch it with the football team. And uh, don't spoil it. Sash hasn't seen it yet. And I'm a big Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. but I just it's busy. It's decent. So are like you are you away from like the sci-fi side of things then, and more towards like well, here's emotional the thing, like, with, stuff with Star Wars. Like, there's so many movies that I just like stopped watching. I believe it. Well, I like that you said Christopher Robin though. I really like that movie. It was yeah. Really, it, it, I'll that, dude. It, I, I'll admit, like pulled the heartstrings. Yeah, I'm really, really looking. Really uh, I really want to watch Ford versus Ferrari. I haven't seen that, but it comes out on DVD. I think it came out this week actually. But it's about... Um, you could just look up online, really. Well, it's based on a true story. My so, sales professor is big in her car, so he kept mentioning it. And it won some awards, I believe. And yeah, it, it won, did. like, best sound editing, um, um, best sound Harris effect. Christian, like, took it all, I believe. Yeah, too. Christian Bale's in it. And, um, oh, shoot. Is that Matt Damon? I think it is Matt Damon. But um, it's it's based on a true story about how they basically hired this really good um, pilot and a really good engineer to come in and it, like Ford hired them to come in and they beat Ferrari in like this 24 hour race. It's like huge in the racing scene, huge for engineering and mechanics and stuff like that. And they did it in like two months. I, like it was ridiculous. I think I'd still rather have a Ferrari though. For sure. I mean, yeah, but what Ford win, versus Ferrari. What wins on Sunday sells on Monday, big dog. I don't really care. You know, that's like, that's like a huge part of like the motor industry starting out. Like, um, I'm a car guy. Like I, yeah. growing up, we always had to tinker and work our own, on our own stuff. So I, I had to look into this, but, um, a, a lot of the stuff in regulations with how car companies started were basically like for car companies to race, they had to like race a certain model car. They had to sell a certain amount. And that's how like you get so many, like these old school, like muscle cars or show cars that like only like the select group of people. Now it's like its own little culture, but if you know what it is, you're like, damn, man, that's like awesome. Like nobody knows what a boss Mustang is for the most part. That's our age. But like, dude, if you asked me what a boss Mustang is, I'd probably just nut in my pants. Like, well, remind me to never ask him what I'm not going to say it. What s- that is. Say what stash that, that we're going to call it that. that. Okay. Let's see. I mean, I'm more, I like action movies, like superheroes, even though like guardian of the galaxy is like kind of in that pause <clears throat> last time we ought to come up with our own superhero 
Who are you? Depends. We, we didn't really come up with it on our own. We kind of... We gave it to it him? A, yeah. So, do you know you know who Rocket Raccoon is? He's in Guardians of the He's Galaxy. He's in Guardians right? of the Galaxy. He's kind of a smartass. Yeah. We told Stash that was him. Have you ever seen yeah. Fantastic Four? The older movies? Wait, but I also got that, that other dude. I said he was Nightcrawler. If you know who that is, he's an X-Men. Probably if I saw a picture of him. But like, yeah. Stash just owned up to the Rocket thing. So I was like, you know what? It's his thing. He it likes was because it. I knew Rocket it. and I didn't know Nightcrawler. And so. it, they both fit. So I, I wasn't like opposed to it. So what about Rocket Crawl. Rat Crawler? Rocket Rat Crawler. That's me. That's okay. Stash. I like that. Um, the, if you've ever seen the Fantastic Four movies, they said I was the thing. Basically. I said I, I said see, he I was Drax, see, though. I could definitely see that, yeah. He said Drax, and then me and Jared both thought I was too smart to be Drax because Drax is, like, really stupid. Like, every, like... I if, could definitely see the thing. I like the thing. Yeah, and he was, he was actually an astronaut before he was, like, a superhero, so I was like, yeah, he's smart. So I guess I'll go with it. For you... Uh, you're super fast and shifty. I'd say Spider-Man, straight up. Oh, I had a when you said fast, I thought of another superhero. Uh, Spider-Man for Greg? I'd say Spider-Man for Greg. I was thinking the Flash, to be honest. Well, Jared wanted to be the Flash, so why? I don't want to roast Jared, but like, he's not fast. Well, I want, we was, we well, I said I wanted reasoning. I said that? I wanted Jared. To be who? I don't remember. Oh, I wanted him to be Groot. Oh, yeah. He did say Groot. Oh, oh my God. I thought you said Groot from, like, Despicable Me. I was oh, like, damn. Oh. I mean, <laughs> you'd be Groot, too, but. Greg, mm-hmm. you would be. I don't. It's hard to tell. I don't know He's kind of like a weaselly, one. like, rat kind of person. So he's Rocket, and you're Nightcrawler. Yeah, I think that does make sense, to be honest. And he is kind of a smart ass. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm definitely a smart ass. Yeah, that fits. And he, like I said, he's like Weasley too. Like he, so, it's he, it's all coming together, really. I guess I gotta see Guardians of the Galaxy then. You do. Um, they used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure if they are anymore because of the Disney Again, Plus thing. Just look it up online. Just look it up. That's what yeah. I do with my basketball. Exactly. Stream it. Everybody does that now. Yeah. I don't smart about, people. At I least. don't care about the viruses. <laughs> the coronavirus. As long, yeah, as long as it's not the coronavirus, I'm totally fine with get going on to finding a whole bunch of streams. All right, guys. We'll bring this full circle and kind of wrapping things up. Greg, where can we find you? Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter, at least, at GregWilliams28, and obviously the fresh take underscore underscore. Greg? Or my room at 3145. That's where I usually meet Greg. We're going after this. He leaves the door. Valentine's Day now. Yeah, it's, it's past midnight now. It's 12.07. It is officially Valentine's 2.14. Uh, so everybody, go go tell your loved ones you love them. All right? It's it's that kind of day. Um, but, yeah, we're wrapping it up here. Thank you. And special thanks to Greg for taking time out of his day to, you know, fill in for. Can't forget about the coach, too. And, oh, the, and coach. the coach. We, we were going to say the coach. The coach left. Um, he had duties to do to fill. Um, I still have to watch a documentary. Um, so yeah, I, I had fun here. I think this was an interesting thing. You know, it's yeah. the, it's the fresh mode, the fresh mode or the couch take or the couch take, whatever the public decides. Maybe, it. maybe both of our Twitter should put out polls yeah, to see which one they like best. I'll definitely put it out. And in the morning. if you guys, if the viewers like this, maybe we'll do it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah quite possibly. Sure. You could I'm come down. sit in some, anything. Yeah. That'd be yeah. awesome. This time, hopefully maybe Jared comes by. 
Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. Instead of maybe playing Fortnite, maybe that's what he's doing. But well, anyways, um, guys, thanks for rocking with us tonight. We had a lot of fun. And uh, you know, catch us next Tuesday. All right, as there's going to be a lot of news, a lot of headlines, and maybe you'll see Greg again. But for now, uh, peace out. Game over.